Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh, hey. hello. Uh, this is Cinebuds. I am Justin Barney from 889 Radio Milwaukee. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And today we're talking about Prisoners of the Ghost Land. My granddaughter has been lost to us. I would have her return to me post-haste. And you, sir. Hot off of starring in the best movie of the year, Uh Pig. Nicolas Cage is in this new movie called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. And it's the kind of movie that, like, promise it really, really wants to be a cult classic. It, yeah, in the vein of, like, Mandy. Yeah, same producers that kind of, that kind of, as Mandy. Yeah. It takes place in Samurai Town, which is, yeah. like, <laughs> a, a, it's like a town in Japan that is, like, run by cowboys. And a cowboy yeah. donned in all white from toe to tip yeah. um, takes Nicolas Cage, who had been part of an armed robbery is like an ex-con. Yeah. And he tasks him to find his, is it his uh, granddaughter? Find his granddaughter who was taken prisoner in the titular ghost land. True. And he has to wear a suit that has explosive devices placed at various yeah, strategic points on his body. Strategic points, and they will blow up if he does not find her. Yeah. Nicolas Cage said that this is the wildest movie he's ever made. It's like one part uh, Metropolis, one part Mad Max. Yeah. It is really going for this uh, this really kind of wild and imaginative, surreal setting that Nicolas Cage is then free to be Nicolas Cage in. Yeah. That all checks out. All checks out. Big promises. Kay Polly, what'd you think of it? Um, it's not the wildest movie he's ever done. It's definitely not. By a stretch. It's it not. is not. There was so much promise in this movie. Yeah. I mean, wildest. I mean, I'm not even talking about the quality yet, but the wild. Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of bananas movies. A lot. I mean, I would say Mandy is probably, and I still have to put some thought into that. And right. that's a crazy thing yeah. that I have to think about it. But yeah. Mandy may be the wildest, but um, the uh, Wild at Heart, that's another, that's the David Lynch movie he did. I mean, there's a lot of wild movies. So you, making that statement is just promo. That's just promo. I know. And I, there was a part of me that I was like, I know that he, like, what's he going to say? This is my mildest movie I've ever yeah, made. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, he's got to, he's got to say that. But it, it was really, uh, I felt uh, uh, over promised and under delivered. I feel about this movie like you felt a, a little bit like you felt about Annette. Okay. Where I trapped in the movie theater. <laughs> well, not exactly. I am glad this movie exists. Yeah. I'm glad this kind of movie is being made. Yeah. But I think it may have fallen short overall. I liked a lot of aspects of it, which we'll talk about, you know, when we get into it. But overall, the story does not deliver. I and, so agree. And honestly, in a movie like this, you don't even have to deliver that much of a story. I know. 
because there's so much outside the story. The, like the setting is cool. The action is like promising. It's got all this like it's imaginative and wild. The, sets, the costumes are top notch. You've got Nicolas Cage promising to be Nicolas Cage, and then somehow it just was boring. Yeah, there was a little bit that I hate to say it because there's so much about it I liked. I know. But it ultimately kind of fell short. Oh, I agree. But I, I have a lot I of. Wanted uh, I to lot love of it. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to love it. Fell short. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. We're going to talk more about it uh, in just a second, so stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Thanks for streaming 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. All the music you enjoy here is listener-supported, and right now you have a chance to make a huge impact on the programming you enjoy. The Heil Family Foundation is matching gifts through October 5th. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to double your support now. Okay, we're back. All right. All right, let's talk about let's talk about what worked with this movie. Let's get into what worked before we get into what didn't work. Yeah. So we were both so excited to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Mandy, we loved Mandy. True. Nicolas Cage feels like he is, you know, we just watched Pig, and so the Nicolas Cage stock is high. Yeah. And I was like, is he going to do it? Is he going two for two? And Prisoners of the Ghost Land, it's set up to like, it looks like Big Trouble in Little China, you know? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. it's it's like kind of like going for that, like, 80s mm-hmm. dystopian, very K poly lane. Hell comes to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. Oh, never you, you, you know, you know the, your typical hell comes to Frogtown. We know you were. We know you were thinking. You know how everyone on Saturday night at midnight you go watch Hell comes to Frogtown. Literally a movie that on only you that. have seen. That's no, not true. Not true at all. Millions uh, of people have seen it. And and so <laughs> it is like and and the plot and all of this, it is really going for, for a cult classic. What's it's like it's it's got Nick Nicolas Cage as this, you know, repo man of sorts yeah. going into the desert. There's people in elaborate costumes. And I felt like I felt like the setting was promising. I feel it really worked for it was that it was really imaginative. Yeah, I agree. I think they not only the sets. I, I mean, honestly, I would. I suffered one. You did see it in the theater. Yeah, I did. I did not see it in the theater, which I do feel like I suffered for that because I watched it very late last night when I realized, oh, I have not watched this movie mm-hmm. yet, and I would like to go to bed, but I cannot. <laughs> so I, right. I suffered a little bit for that. Uh, but I was as I was watching it, I was like, I really wish I would have seen this in the theater. Just even if only for the visual elements are really nice. Uh, I am telling you. Yeah. I, I mean, almost I'm, fell asleep. Really? Well, that's interesting. But even it with was, that. I saw the four o'clock screening. It wasn't oh, even yeah, a late no one. Excuse, no excuse. 
<laughs> the excuse is that it was so boring. It, they, uh, there was a lot of lag time, even with amazing visuals and the, the other. And thing, the setting was great. Yeah, the it's sets like this, were really. The costumes were very cool, like you'd imagine from this kind of film. Yeah, so it was it was set in Samurai Town, and so it's like set in I. I love the the like Japan meets Wild West. Yeah. That's like a cool setting that you know has this like kind of like kill bill-ish. Yeah. And uh, it works and is cool and they put a lot of they put a lot of effort into making these big sets, into making the big cities, into the costumes and like those parts were cool. Yeah. The thing that they set up and I feel like they could have just spent one more day refining the script because they set up the bases for a really good foundation for a story. You had a good mythology. Like they had this whole mythology created with the ghost land and the samurai town. They, you have the rat men who are this like group of people uh, with these crazy costumes that come in. And then there, you also have like the cowboys you have these yes. uh, this guy who ma- who turns people into mannequins by placing mannequin pieces over them and making them be still. Yes, There's you have a elements. you have a gang of prisoners get that got yeah. hit with nuclear waste yeah. and are now like the you know villains ravaging the countryside. Right. It ha- it's all set up. Yeah, it, and like and it is there. Giant clock that people have to constantly pull the hands back so time won't go forward because they think we'll explode. There's this whole really cool, it's like a dark rolled doll book. And I'm like, I love all these elements. Why would you not tie them together better? Yes. Um, his, he's got this friend uh, that he uh, play, that he uh, plays with. That's weird. That he goes, <laughs> he robs banks with. Uh, it's just playing. Ah, we're just, just playing. Like, we're still buds. And he's like, robbing the, he, yeah, he's like the loose cannon. He's killing everybody and. He at some point he returns, uh, and he's you know very very different than he was in the beginning. Even scarier than in the beginning, and nothing really happens. He's just like, all right, we can be friends. It's fine. Literally nothing happens. It, there's some really cool fight. There's a few cool fights in it that don't go far enough. I think there's some and then like, there was one fight that lasted way too long. Yeah, that's also true. I will say there was a couple of really great gross moments. Where there were some great gross moments. There was moments. a moment where this. So there's one of the samurai. Oh, I don't like, think you should spoil it. I don't know. I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Okay, I don't think character. you should say what happens because I think no, that no, no. That's this isn't a major part. plot point. This okay. is just like a detail from a fight. Okay. Uh, but there's a like sort of like the the villain's henchman who who's like cool. He's really cool, and yeah. you, his fight scenes are really great. But there's one moment where. He runs some guy's head into like a paper lantern, so you can't see his head. But then when he pulls the knife out, you see from the inside blood splatter on the inside of the oh, paper lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a like gross but f- stylish, really cool element. So th- I genuinely believe the only element of this film that is not good is the story, but that is oh, kind nice. of the most important one. I know. Because there's so much, the acting is like appropriately over the top and the elements of the the, the mythology they create is good. The visuals are great. So it's just that the story doesn't have enough in it. And again, you don't need that much for something like this. So it's it's disappointing that there's so much good, but ultimately kind of it fell short. That's how I felt too. 
But I will say this. I feel passionately about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I wanted it. It looks so cool. The trailer was great. Dude, I know. So it's, it's, Expectations uh, were high. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's always a, the worst. The uh, fool's errand, my yeah, friends. That's right. Set those expectations low. I know. Say it time and again. I don't mean for humans, for people, your personal relationships. You know, have some have some standards. But when you go into a book or movie, oh, it's just so much nicer when you're like, you know what? Could go either way. I'm not yeah. going to expect anything. There was just, there was like, and even at one point, I was like, build the mythology, like give yeah. me, give me the backstory. And they gave some backstory. And then still at the end, I was like, wait a second. Like, why were they holding the hands on this clock? Yeah, there was. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. <laughs> there were several things where I was like, I don't really understand what that whole thing's about, but I guess we'll move on. Yeah. How long is the movie? Does it say there? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an hour and a half, right? Ish. 143. So this is 140. I think. Add the extra 20 minutes, make it a two hour movie. Wow. And then put more of the uh, tie, you know, more of that space to tie all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. And, 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 or I guess you might not even need that 20 minutes. Maybe tighten up some of the bits that are like, okay, that uh, we don't need that whole subplot or we don't need 10 minutes of you staring of, at that guy, you know, those kind of things. So maybe it doesn't even have to be two hours, but feel free as long as you connect all those really solid parts together better because because there but i don't even think that it i don't think it needs an extra 20 minutes there was still a lot of this movie where there it felt like there was nothing happening at, yeah at, that's for what I'm big saying. stretches you might not need it but you could tighten up some add it, better stuff yeah, yeah. It, and 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 it was one of those where it's like it was all on the trailer you know yeah, that's true and so it's like if you saw the trailer that was the movie and uh, yeah yeah story wise for sure yeah, and there was like not much happening outside of that. Yeah, even the villain was like weird. It, it, I liked him because he was weirdly stiff. Like it was almost like a non actor role, but that added to it. So that was great. He was appropriately horrific. Like the stuff that they imply that he does, like, oh, yeah, you really want him to get it. Uh, yeah. So, like, again, another great element they just didn't use well. I don't know why it's like a movie like this is a fun, silly, over the top movie, but I am most disappointed by this because I really thought it was going to be one of the better gross, silly, silly movies. Me too. So I don't know. And it's also interesting to note because we were talking about Pig and how he's had like, oh, that was such a great movie. Right. And then this movie's coming out and he's got a couple others in the works that look like a better than. His typical, I know, and that's Netflix and that's our, I, yeah. I you know, I was going into it. I was like, "Is Nicolas Cage? Is he back? You know, oh, are yeah. we gonna like? We can are never, we like in a renaissance? Comfortable saying that? No, <laughs> no. But there's one coming out where he plays himself, a version of himself in this kind of twisted, weird uh, scenario. I don't know. I, I'm 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 hoping that there's more of this. I mean, honestly, I commend him for picking this film. This mm-hmm. is the type of film he's really good at. This one didn't happen to turn out as well, but this is the kind of stuff I want to rather than just some random and there are, film and, school thing. And for him like taking it as the wildest movie he's ever made, well, yeah, it just, just it it like there were parts where you hear Nicolas Cage say that. And you're like, well, 
Nicolas Cage being wild is fun. Yeah. Like, it's fun when they just, like, let him loose. And they didn't even, like, they didn't let him loose. There was no Nicolas Cage just, like, screaming or being, like, way over the top. There was, like, there were small moments of that. But there, but it was not. It didn't, it never like came around and formed itself into being like this is, like I want unhinged Nick Cage, and he has done unhinged, and yeah. he does unhinged better than anybody else. And so when that is the promise, you are looking for full fledged yeah. unhinged Nick Cage, and this was hinged Nick Cage. I have an interesting counterpoint. Okay, because he is so unhinged all the time. Right at some point. What like what else can you do? What else can you do? At you the do unhinged? pig. No, no, you're right. But I mean, if you want unhinged cage, oh, yeah. and he does it so much, at some point you're like, I've seen you scream before. I've seen you, and there's been movies where I've seen him like, oh, he goes nuts, and I'm like, yeah, it's not as impressive anymore because you do it so much. What I there are moments in this movie that I did laugh a lot at because. It was a milder version of Unhinged yeah. that I thought was subtler and kind of funny. So there's a scene at the beginning where, you know, he's he's this dangerous guy, but he's surrounded by guns and swords. Yeah. But at one point he looks to the right and he just kind of like punks him, you know, he like, oh, he yeah, like lurches at him and then yeah. they, they and they uh, flinch and he does this very like jockey kind of bouncy shoulders like, yeah, look what I just did kind yeah. of look. But it's not huge. It's medium, mm-hmm. but it made me laugh. Then he looks to the right. He does the exact same thing and does the, he, you know, he lurches at him. He does the exact same. Huh, let's see what I just did. Look, I thought that moment was maybe one of my top. I thought it was the, maybe the funniest moment in the movie. I agree. Because I genuinely, I like that it's not Huge uh, at 11. Yeah. It's like at a seven. And right. It's still really funny. So it's nice to see him do like a little subtler in a movie. I also want to say like. If if I'm, if I'm Nicholas Cage and I made this movie, but I didn't see this movie, mm-hmm. that makes me understand his uh, quote a bit more. True. Like, I didn't see it put together, but while filming it, it seemed like crazy stuff happening left and right. That's true. That's a good point. But um, I do feel like you are the expert of movies in this vein. I love being called an expert. <laughs> I am rarely that, but I'm happy to. But I think I, I really I think that you are. Yeah. So if you could maybe if anyone has seen this and they want like a better version of what this is trying to yeah. be, what would you suggest? When I was watching this movie, I definitely was thinking of this movie called The Rambler from like 2013. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was maybe my first or second film festival that, the, that this was at. And it stars uh, Dermot Mulrooney. Um as this sort of drifter type, similar in this in a sense. Right. He's just this cool drifter with a cowboy hat and he's got sunglasses on. But it is, again, he's also a man being released from prison and he's like, he has this relationship with this woman and he goes on this weird journey. It is one of the trippiest, I, I, it's often referred to as a horror film, and mm-hmm. I, it is, mm-hmm. but a very unconventional, very arty <laughs> horror film. There's some images in it that are disgusting. Uh, Some are very funny. So it's like the perfect midnight movie. I think that's a great suggestion. It's such the Rambler. The Rambler. It is. If this is what you're looking for, this is a really great version of that. And then, of course, we would always refer to Mandy. Mandy's like a yes, unbelievable one. Uh, That was like exactly. 
Just what I wanted. Exactly like, what you wanted. Take this movie. Give me the better <laughs> version of this. Also, do not discount uh, the director, uh, Sion Sono, who did this uh, movie, this movie uh, Prisoners yeah. of the Ghost Land, because this is his first Western film. Mm-hmm. And most of his uh, movies, he's uh, Japanese director are very well regarded, and I have not seen that many. There's one called Anti-Porno, and there's one called The Suicide Club. Just from those titles, you can kind of get a right. gauge of the kind right. of film you're going to look at. It's going to be bananas. But he's this is his type of movie, but I have a feeling he probably does it better in his previous films. Cool. Ready for our favorite segment? Yeah. What else have you been watching? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got the bell, Justin's baby. Justin's got a bell. What else have you been watching? Uh, can we can we can we get that can we get that bell out of there? <laughs> <laughs> um, you go first this time. Oh man. Okay. So uh, I haven't watched any any movies. I've been watching more TV, which I never do. Yeah. But um, I started watching the series Only Murders in the Building. I did too. Oh, what? What a coincidence. Oh my god. I love it. Yeah. I so love it. So Only Murders in the Building. It is starring Steve Martin and Martin Short. The the gang is yeah. back together. And so I was in because I was like, I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, Me what too. a great group. Yeah. But then it is filled out by Selena Gomez who was not a draw for me for this series but I think she's so good. To be fit, to be honest, I think she steals it a bit. I think she does. There's too. so many scenes where she's real dry. Yes. And I'm really I've to be fair, I don't know how many movies I've seen her in I don't and I don't know really either. know that I had much of an opinion about her one way or another. But real dry and real real good. Real real good. Man, I love this series so much. I love I love the dynamic between all of them. Yeah. I love the structure there. So only murders in the building. It's like Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. They live in this apartment building in New York and a murder occurs. And they're all just kind of like And they're pot they're true crime podcasts freaks. They're true crime podcast obsessed. freaks, which is like what connects them. They all like don't have a lot going on. Right. And so they find each other bond over being true crime podcast fans. And then they think we should make a true crime podcast about this murder that happened in the building. And yeah. so it's about them like trying to figure it out, which is a great plot because there's like there's like twists and turns. Yeah. They're all kind of like hiding things from each other yeah. that ends up being like great for the plot. All of them just like have such a great chemistry. The jokes are really smart and really funny and it's a great balance of being really funny with the jokes, but also a having this mystery. Yeah. Uh, having a having yeah. like being a really legit good mystery. It's so yeah. good. There's also really good cameos in it. Oh, so far, yeah. so, so far, I've only watched maybe like four or five episodes, and there's great cameos in it. Um, and I, I, I only had one obstacle when I was watching it. Yeah. And when you have Steve Martin and Martin Short together, I yeah. have an expectation, I guess. Of what they're going to be like. Silly. Like a little bit, like Martin Short's going to be real over the top, which he is a little bit. But and he's not. But he's like. He's, I mean, he's not for him. Like he's pulled back. Right. He, but he's, he's definitely the more the most of the he's, three characters. He's like a, he's a Martin Short six, which is. Yeah, an, yeah, yeah. You know, which is a, <laughs> a, everybody 11. else eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Steve Martin, I mean, to be, <laughs> sounds sad, but like now that he's gotten older, he's not. 
it's not quite the same as I remember him from. Well, obviously not from like not arrow through the head, not arrow through the head, but he's not even like that middle period father of the bride. No, he's not. It's different now. He's more reserved. Yeah, true. But, so it took me, I'd say, an episode and a half before I wasn't kind of disappointed. Like, oh, they're not, they're not what I like of them. But then I definitely started to appreciate. Oh, I do appreciate these characters, though. Yeah, like as actors, they're doing a great job. Yeah, just they are. not as like the my childhood fantasy of seeing them all being, uh, you know, crazy characters and stuff. Uh, well, I'm so glad you're I watching got, too. Yeah, I got into it. Yeah, and I, I was watching it, and I was like, I it takes, and I also think that the setting is great. It is autumn in New York, which sure. I love as a setting. Um, I know that you are not as thrilled. I don't. I, I don't even acknowledge New York as a city anymore. Because <laughs> it's just. Too, but it's like I. I love autumn in New York. I love Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I love that they're working on a podcast. I, I love, love autumn the town. in Milwaukee. Nice. Who's out there? Who's it? Ding the bell. Ding the bell. <laughs> I love to pander to my city. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Autumn though. Um, yeah, that's a great, that's a, that's a really good show. Yeah. Wow, um, I can't believe we were watching the same thing. I know, thing. that is a funny coincidence. Actually, when you're about to say, I've been watching, I was like, I wonder if it's something I've been watching. Really? Yeah. You felt it? Because we've been watching a lot of TV, too. Uh, very busy. But I will say we watched, and we talked about this, and I was just talking to the lovely and delightful Dory Zori in the hallway. She's great. Who every time I see... I set off doves outside. Yes. That's the deal we have together. Wow. I wish you would say this about me. <laughs> I mean, you don't know I don't. I don't. It's true. But, <laughs> but you don't know that. <laughs> we, but we both watched, Dang. as we mentioned. Savage. <laughs> Brutal. Call the police. Uh, we watched the Val documentary about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. And so she had as well, and we were talking in the hallway, and it was really funny because she and I also did very, something very similar where we immediately started digging in on Val Kilmer's past work. Right. So we did watch Willow this weekend, which oh, does okay. hold up. That is a really fun movie. Never seen it. And Warwick Davis. Oh, you never saw it? No. Oh, yeah. It might be harder to get into not having seen it when you're younger. Sure. Because, you know, effects have changed. It's part of their, yeah. I still thought it was a really fun movie. Um Warwick Davis, who plays Willow, only 16 in it, but he has children what? in the movie who are adorable. Maybe the cutest kids I've ever seen. Interesting. Anyway, that, uh, Will is great. And then we, I rewatched, I would say for the third time this year, uh, Tombstone, which I could why? watch. <laughs> what? Did you say why? Yeah, what? It doesn't strike me as a movie that you watch three times in a year. Tombstone is one. It's uh, here. I, I <laughs> can't, can't even no, gather words. I, I'm choked up. I'm getting choked <laughs> up. Is at a loss a, talking about tombstone. I need a minute. Can he, <laughs> can he please, please insert um, <laughs> one minute of silence right now? Oh my now. god! Tombstone is such a good movie. It's a great western. It is very different than all the other kinds of westerns I like because it's not quite as like slow and you know i mean it is stylish but it's not as like gritty and yet it is gritty mm, man it's so hard to organize God. my thoughts about a movie I like but specifically um val kilmer as doc holiday is one of the best and most enjoyable performances to watch there's like a hundred great lines that he gives in that movie and he's so such swagger and like smarmy, but in a in a way that makes you like him. 
Uh, wow. And Kurt I, I Russell it, as Wyatt Earp is also really, really good. I think we watched it or parts of it in like high school history oh, class. I, oh, but, in a high school? Yeah. Public school? That sounds right. Yeah. Check, that checks out. That checks out. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch Romeo and Juliet again. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I would rewatch it. It is solid. So many great lines in it. Interesting. Waf, waf, Eddie. If I thought we weren't friends, I would just die. His <laughs> accent is amazing. I'll be yeah. a, I'll be your Huckleberry. I mean, can you do another one? Chills. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's. Oh, I forgot what was happening. It's, just, it's not gonna. It's not gonna land. He just at one point he goes say when. And I forgot exactly. I just it's watched gonna, it. I was going to say, when has that stopped it's you before? Gonna, yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm going to throw it all at you. You pick the ones you like. Say when. And I forgot what he's happening when he says say when. That's kind of important to it. Listen, you've seen right. it. You know. But we all should do a writing campaign to make Justin watch this movie again. <laughs> sure. But yeah. That's an incredible movie. All right. Great. So I've been watching a lot of that. Oh, I also rewatched The Mist. I've been rewatching a lot of stuff. The Mist, where they all get trapped in a grocery store because, like, aliens are outside of the mist and they'll kill either. you. Actually, I think it's based on a Stephen King. It seems like it is. If it's not, it might as well be. But it's a, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, people will get trapped in this grocery store together when this mist rolls in and there's stuff in the mist that's killing people. So they all have to stay there. Uh, I kind of forgot that it has this very interesting commentary on how society works <laughs> and it's like w- people at their worst. Sure. Like, and it actually is very familiar to current day everywhere. So <laughs> it's kind of worth a watch. But all right. Yeah. The mist. I have a post credits subject that I want to talk about. Oh. But this is this concludes movie discussion. Okay. So if you if you wish stay past oh. credits. This is uh Cinebuds Nights. <laughs> Cinebuds Nights. Cinebuds was edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Good luck to you. Yay, give them the Our uh we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab. Fancy. We get a um, our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. The news. We also get support from Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Thank you. And support from our members from 89 Radio Milwaukee, Milwaukee Film. You're beautiful, and that's for show. And thank you to my Pizza Man. <laughs> <laughs> I both hated and loved that. Christopher Pollard. Oh, you know I have a special thank you as well. But we don't have time. All right. Bye. But not bye. This is like, uh, what do they call it? Hidden track? <laughs> hidden track. Is this hidden track? Okay, so I saw this movie. We at- should do hidden tracks a lot. <laughs> I like hidden tracks. All right. Uh, I saw this movie at the Avalon. Yeah. And uh, oh, I. Oh, the Prisoners of, of the Ghost Land you saw? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Yeah. And I ordered food. Yeah. And then I got the food. And I, out so far. <laughs> and I started eating the food. Yep. That's, Are you familiar It's with all going smoothly. Works? It sounds like this story is going to end happy. And because you're like in a theater, it took me like a long time to eat the food and I was focused on eating and not like disturbing those around me. Yeah. And I, and I wondered if that took me out of the movie. Oh, 
Because you're concentrating on the food? Because I was concentrating on the food. And I wasn't able... And there, I did, like, register that I was like, I'm not enjoying this... I'm thinking more about eating than I am the movie. And I was like, <laughs> maybe maybe food in theaters like this isn't yeah. great because... I was like, it sounds like such a good idea, and I'm glad that I'm eating. Yeah. But maybe it's not a great idea because maybe it, you know, messed with my enjoyment of the movie. I think you have stumbled upon a very interesting idea. That's why I did it in post credits. Yeah. Because I'm I have very mixed feelings about serving food. I'm not talking about like snacks, about serving food during the movie. Right. I think the Avalon does it really well, but there's another theater I won't mention. That does a shit job at doing it. <gasps> what? It is loud. It does interrupt the movie quite a bit. Uh, they, they're, well, I can't say too much, but it, let me oh. reiterate. Oh, I thought that you were talking about a different theater, but now I know a theater you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, it's okay. very loud. Yeah. They don't know, they don't time it well when they come and give you, you know, your food. <laughs> and it's interrupt. They stand, I've seen people stand in front of people's view of yeah. the film. Anyway. Avalon does a great job at it. Yeah. So the serving, but that's not even talking about the serving of the food. This right. is talking about concentrating on a meal while you're also trying to concentrate on a movie. And I've never thought about that. I think it, and I, I was like, and I thought like in the middle and the end of the movie, I was like, did that just like take me out? And then yeah. I wasn't like as invested, which is why I was like interested to hear what you had to say. Cause I was like, if Christopher like really loves this, then maybe Maybe that tracks more, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it a bit. But I did think that it took me out of the movie a little no, bit. No, I think it's interesting to think about. I don't think that I cannot recall having that experience. Like I have had a meal in a film, and I don't recall it taking me out of the movie. However, I don't remember having a meal during a movie that I may not otherwise have liked. Do you know what I mean? Like having a meal. I remember when we I'm like oh, on the fence about the movie. Maybe it's because I'm not paying attention. Like I remember I, when we went to see Avengers. Yeah. And you got a cheeseburger. Yes. And I remember thinking, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, anytime anyone has a cheeseburger and I don't, I feel the same way. Yeah. I can, I can absolutely it see It took me out they, of the movie because I, I was jealous of your yeah, cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't like Marvel films. There's always too much food around. Because snacking is kind of mindless, but eating a meal, you do have that to do was a little it. bit of concentration. I was like, I had a burger in my hands, and I was, yeah. So I will say this. All right. Even though I haven't had the experience myself, I can absolutely see that being an issue. All right. That's. You've been warned, everyone. That's post-credits thoughts. We don't even have a name for what this is. No, but that's it. No There's even no credits to, like, take us out here. We're just ending it. Yes. All right. So long. Cut. Cut. <laughs>